Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you today. My name is Gareth. I'm the vicar at St. Lawrence's in Falls Hill. What was your favourite sports day race or event? Normally at this time of year in June, up and down the country, parents and grandparents and children would be running across playgrounds and sports fields, uh, tied to each other in three-legged races and trying not to drop the egg on the spoon. What was your favourite uh, event at sports day? Why don't you uh, tell the person you're with uh, or put it in the comments of wherever you're watching this right now. Well, my favourite, uh, one of my favourites uh, sports day events was the relay race. Um, a couple of reasons. It's quite quick. Uh, it doesn't take too long. Um, and you don't actually have to do very much because most of your teammates do most of the work. I wasn't really a sporty person. Um, I also, what else did I like? The shot putt. You had a bit of a go at kind of throwing it as far as you could. Um, but yeah, love to know what your favourite event at sports day. Was it a, an individual uh, race or was it a team event? Well, today we are thinking in this passage in Hebrews about where we are in the great story of God's people following his call in mission. And uh, I'm just going to run through some of the characters and the people of God that we meet uh, in this amazing passage. If you've got Bibles with you, um, do join in, where you, do um, follow along where you are. So it all starts... Uh, with this uh, verse, faith is, co is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And so it starts with God. God, the creator, who by his word brought about the creation. Then there's Noah, called into covenant relationship, special covenant relationship with God. And God called him, gave him a word to build an ark. Then there's Abraham. His calling was to be a father to nations. That was his new name, his new identity. And his word, his instruction was to go to a promised land that God was going to give him and his offspring and the generations. Then there's Moses and his calling was about going, knowing that I am is sending you. Yahweh, the name, the personal name of God was sending him, was with him as he went to Pharaoh to ask him to set God people, God's people free. And it goes on. And then, of course, there's Jesus, the one who's calling his identity at his baptism was affirmed as the son of God. And his mission was to proclaim the good news to the poor. Here we have uh, an amazing encouragement of real lives, of real stories weaved together to bring forth the big, for, the big story of God's people. And in each of those examples, I think you see two things. You see the calling beginning and ending with identity and invitation. Noah's identity was to covenant relationship. Abraham's identity was to be a father. Moses' identity was to be in relationship with Yahweh, to see Yahweh, to meet and encounter and dwell with Yahweh. And 
from that identity, from that kind of sense of who God was and who he was inviting and calling uh, the, the people that we meet in these stories to be, it's from that place of identity that the invitation, the instruction, the, the word to go um, overflows. And for us in these days, since lockdown has begun, I wonder whether some of us have, have at times felt a tension between our identity and the opportunity that we can see. Let me explain. When uh, we all found out that we were going into lockdown and the schools were closing and we were going to become um, parents teaching our kids at home, I could see this tension between the opportunity uh, for mission, the opportunity and the need uh, as a leader in the church in Coventry, the need and the opportunity of what it meant to 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 step into that space, to step into that calling, to step into that mission, together with the identity as a father to two children who were no longer in school. And, and somehow I wanted to work out how those two things were gonna work. How could I be both a father and a leader at the same time, given uh, that my availability and the hours I had to do either were now being squashed together. And actually, as I was reading this passage, I realised as I came across the story of Abraham, that Abraham had exactly the same dilemma, but at a much, much um, uh, stronger level, you might say, because you're, you might remember that Abraham, once he had given birth to his son, the promised son, and so his identity had been confirmed and he's following God and he's being obedient to God, and God says, I want you to take up your son to the mountain and sacrifice him. And so suddenly these two components of Abraham's call is identity as a father and the invitation to obedience and instruction to follow the word of the Lord seem to be coming to a head and into conflict with each other. And so which one does he choose? Does he protect his identity as a father and protect his son and ignore the invitation? Does he trust the invitation and, and kind of have to sacrifice and give up his identity as a father? Well, we know that as, as he followed the, the Lord up the mountain, that uh, at the right moment, the Lord provided a way for him to, in, to hold with integrity uh, the, the, the space between his identity and the invitation. And my reflection for my, myself is that actually, I am able to do both and I have been able to do both, not particularly uh, saying I've done uh, one of either of them really well, but I've managed somehow to hold together the identity as a father with children at home and um, I'm working out what it means to kind of mobilize and lead the church here uh, in Coventry. And actually I've discovered that doing that has been about adopting a slower pace, a slower way of life and reducing my expectation of myself about what that looks like. And uh, my heart goes out to any of you who um, are in similar positions where um, COVID-19 and lockdown and changes and furlough and all that stuff, whatever, however you've been affected by that, and that maybe it's brought into focus, sometimes there's a tension between um, what we've got, what God has said about our identity and the invitation or the possibility to join in with the mission. And yet somehow God, in his mercy and his grace and his wisdom and his long-term view, allows us to hold both together. 
So back to the question of um, the sports day event. Uh, the relay, when you are running a relay race, you have a, a baton to pass on and it gets passed on to you. You run with it for a while, you have to not drop it, you have to keep going. And then at some point you pass it on to someone else. And so I want to ask you the question, who went before you in this race, in this life of adventure with God? Who was the one that passed the baton onto you? Perhaps it was a Sunday school teacher. Perhaps it was a family member, a godparent, a grandparent. Perhaps it was someone who told you the gospel. They are part of this ongoing story that we read about in um, Hebrews 11. And we're thankful for them that they heard the call, they heard the word to step out in faith, to step out on the word of God and trust that he was calling them and inviting them to share that with you. But then who is waiting beyond us? Who is the person that is waiting on the starter line for us to pass the baton onto? And with that, as we kind of look ahead, as we reach out, as we look to uh, those that God might be putting in our uh, places and our positions of influence, whether that's globally right now, online, through Facebook and all the stuff that we're putting out there, or whether it's much more local, it feels like the world has kind of gone to two extremes. It's much more local, your household, your street, your neighborhood, um, or it's the world uh, and, and everything online. Whichever one it is for you that you feel like God is calling you to, uh, to be more bold in perhaps, um, and to step out in faith in, um, what is the word that God is giving you to stand on? The word that mobilizes you for that mission? And, uh, and in it, what is it that God is saying to you about his or your identity? And what is the specific invitation or the instruction that empowers you to go? Shall we pray? The reading finishes with this amazing verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so, sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Let's pray. Let's open our hearts to the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. So, Lord, first I want us, uh, I want you, I want to ask you to by your spirit confirm to us the word of faith on which we stand in this season. The word of faith that mobilizes us, that confirms our identity and invites us into your calling. Come and confirm and remind and encourage. And we want to pray particularly Holy Spirit, that you would break off the stuff that gets in the way, the stuff that hinders, the sin that entangles. So whether that's fear or apathy or uncertainty, whether that's pride or an inability to see how you might hold 
things together that seemingly cannot be held together? Would you break those things off? Would you allow us to bring them to the cross? Would you give us boldness and courage? Would you give us faith? Faith to see, to imagine, to believe and to act. Thank you, Lord. Amen.